Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Gentlemen, we have a 53-man Minnesota Vikings roster. Let's get it. Who's fired up to dissect the 50? It's not the final 53 because there's waiver claims. Things could happen. It's like the initial. It's the initial final 53. Like you, you made it to a certain line. Judd, you're muted or you're the muted. muted or having microphone problems. No, don't scare us like that. One, uh, <laughs> I see one really big surprise. Interesting. Two surprises. Let's, one really big. Couple interesting ones here. Yeah, we'll go through this presented by the world. We're live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Thanks for hanging out with us here on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. If you could click the like button and the subscribe button, help spread the word about this daily Vikings entertainment platform here. And a shout-out to our friends over at TCL, which is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Learn more at TCL.com and inspire greatness with TCL. Let's just go Let's just go through, starting with the offense here. Mm-hmm. So three quarterbacks, not surprising. We've got uh, Kirk Cousins, Nick Mullins, and Jaron Hall. Uh, I'll just kind of fly through. You stop yeah. me, and we can do a big dissection at the end. You stop me if there's yep. things that you want to stop me for, okay? Absolutely. Running backs and fullbacks all in one category here. Four. Alex Madison. By the way, I'm going to see. I'm going to check Judd's homework here. Or check Judd's. Uh, see how close you got to an immaculate 53 here <laughs> on your projection. Okay, so four running backs, fullbacks. Alexander Madison, Kane Wangu, Ty Chandler, and C.J. Ham. So Dwayne McBride waved, Abram Smith, Aaron Dykes waved, waved. Yeah. Six wide receivers. Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, Jordan Addison, Jalen Naylor, Brandon Powell, and Jalen Rager all make the team. Mm-hmm. And all the other receivers obviously waved. Now there's been some buzz that maybe the Vikings are shopping Jalen Rager the last couple days. So that could still happen, right? Definitely. This is the I think this is the biggest shocker here because I don't know that anyone thought they'd keep four tight ends, but Nick Muse forced their hand. Mm-hmm. Is that a write that down that point? Is, for, that's a ding. That oh, nice. That's big time. That's a that's a touchdown too, because nice. Oh yeah. There just wasn't a lot of room for a fourth tight end. He's but he TJ Hawkinson, Josh Oliver, Johnny Munt, the best third string tight end in the National Football League, according to Kevin O'Connell. 
and Nick Muse. So, I mean, that's how you force your way into a roster, right? Nick Muse just had a really good training camp, and they said, all right, we're yep. going to run a lot of 12 personnel, so let's let's get beefy. Absolutely. So that's the first surprise. Eight offensive linemen. You nailed that, by the way. You nailed the eight offensive linemen. Derisaw, Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, Ed Ingram, Brian O'Neill, your starters. And then three reserves who are all versatile. Yep. Austin Schlotman, Blake Brandle, and Oli Udo. Yep. All right. And the Verdarian Lowe, uh, Verdarian Lowe got traded to New England a couple days ago. Correct. Chris Reed is on the reserve non-football injury list. So when can he come back? What does that mean? Um, he Four games. He has to miss the four first games. four games. That makes sense. Or, or he's gone. I mean, one of the two. But yeah, this gives them a four-game cushion now. Yep. Okay, we get to. So that's that's the offense right there. So we're keeping, let's see here, 8, 12, 18, 19, 21, 20, 24. It looks like 24 offensive Football players, which is what I said. It's just you uh, nailed that Nick too. Muse was not on that that list. I think is Nick Muse the only one I got wrong on that side. Well, what did you you had? Uh... I got the receivers right. I got the quarterbacks right. Oh, wait a second, the my math was wrong. No, you had eight offensive linemen. Yeah, my math might be off here. Okay, eight, twelve. I kept twenty four and twenty six. Eighteen. In my final. 19, 23, 25. I'm sorry. They they okay, kept 25 okay. offensive players. So they kept one more. So they did keep the fun. Okay. Yep. So you were so you were off by one. Another way to say off would be um I was um I, I was just a little bit off. I was just a little bit off. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty right. good though. You nailed the eight <laughs> offensive linemen, you nailed the six wide receivers. You were you literally were off by one on the offense. So pretty that's pretty good. It's a pretty good job. You're still wrong, but it was a pretty good job. Okay. Okay. Defense. The defensive line, not counting edge. These are the 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 meat and potatoes. Uh, Dean Lowry, Harrison Phillips, Kyrus Tonga, Jonathan Bullard, and Jaquelin Roy mm-hmm. all make the team. So Blacklock, who they traded for last year, gone. Um, is it pronounced uh, a Temowo? The fifth round pick from last year, gone. That's interesting. That's a that's a 2022 draft. Casualty yeah, that's one there. two. That's one of two two 2022 picks who are gone now. I think it says he'll probably be brought back on the practice squad. Blacklock they traded what they swapped a sixth and a seventh with Houston. I think they got a seventh back for a sixth and Blacklock. Yeah. So that's a guy that Quasi traded for who is now gone. So you not shocking. You went five for five there, I believe. Okay. Nice job. Thank you. Edge keeping five. Marcus Davenport, Daniil Hunter, DJ Wanham, Pat Jones. And instead of keeping Luigi Villain, they yeah. keep Andre Carter, the undrafted free agent they paid over $300,000 yeah. uh, bonus to. Yeah, that's my biggest surprise because he did nothing in camp. He's being they kept must pure. love him, man. They must love him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that and they paid him, and they probably thought, well, if, if we guaranteed him that much, we're not going to – if we – lose him to another team's practice squad. I, I mean, I will say this. Luigi Villain clearly had a better camp, but they must think that they can get him possibly through the practice squad, which I don't think is going to be the mm. case. But I think this comes down to one thing. They told the Wilfs, let's pay this guy, uh, Carter, a UDFA pretty big. And so I think there's some pride there. 
See, it was like 350000 though, right? We're talking about a roster of 220 some million dollars in I know. contracts. I don't know that that but should that's be my the biggest surprise. driving force. But, yeah, and they must have just seen enough. Or and maybe he's good in the meeting room or something, and, and they're just waiting for it to translate on the field. But, yeah, he sure. did not do a whole lot from what we were able to see. Inside linebackers, four of them, Jordan Hicks, Brian Asamoah, Ivan Pace and Troy Die. Mm-hmm. So Ivan Pace officially makes the 53 man roster here. Not that there is any question about that. Mm-hmm. Cornerbacks keeping five. A little bit of a surprise here in that Jawan Williams, yeah. the veteran former second round pick, who actually started camp working with the number one defense, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. He was a first teamer day one of camp. He winds up on the outside looking in. So uh, Byron Murphy Jr., a Caleb Evans are your starters in a base defense. Andrew Booth Jr., Makai Blackman, and then Najee Thompson, who flashed some special... That's probably a special teams keep right there, right? He was like right on the cut line of the 53. Absolutely. So right now, your starters in the nickel, when they have three corners, would without a doubt be Byron Murphy Jr., Caleb Evans, Makai Blackman, um, and then safeties. They did keep six. They're keeping six safeties, Harrison Smith, Cam Bynum, Josh Metellus, Lewis Seen, Jay Ward, and your guy, my guy, Theo Jackson. He's another guy. He he went the Nick Muser out, man. I don't think they had any intention of keeping him, and he forced his way on the roster. Yeah. So I'm just going through here. It looks like I think Judd nailed 50 of the 53 here. I think the only ones you didn't get were Nick Muse. That was the only one on the offensive side. Jawan Williams. Jawan Williams. And Luigi Villain. Yeah. So I got the amount of pass rushers right. I just didn't get the names right. And you did at the very end, you did put your guy Theo Jackson on the 53, yes. and he makes the 53. So bravo. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thank Pretty you very good. much. And, and if pride hadn't gotten in the way, Andre Carter would not be on the roster. And my guy Luigi would be so, but no, that's a uh, wow. So, so the first thing that comes to my mind is this: where are they going to make cuts and now add? And I think the two obvious positions, like just hammer you over the head, running back and cornerback, right? Those are the two. Like they're yes. going to make moves there. They have to make moves there. At the expense of who and what? Do you think? Who, who do you think right now is the most nervous of this of the current fifty three right now? Who should be looking over their shoulder for a trade, a waiver claim, something? Well, there's I, think, I think Wangu still. Yeah, there, there's a few things at work here. Well, they might, you, you know what they might do? They might keep, and I don't disagree necessarily with Wangu should be concerned because he's not played throughout training camp, but what they might do is try to keep him on the roster for week one and then IR him because if, if you IR him after week one, He's he has to miss the first four games. If you IR him now, his season is done. Um, but I think the guys who should be probably not be um, buying yet is as as Ian Rappaport reported this morning. Um, Jalen Rager is definitely being shopped. I think the Vikings would love to find a team to pick up his contract. I don't know that they're going to. Yeah. Uh, so that might be dicey. But I don't think that he is a surefire lock. So he's one that strikes me as uh, being potentially expendable. Um, and then 
I'm curious. I mean, I think Muse has the team made now, but I'm curious about that as well. Uh, but the cornerbacks, I mean, they've got to add there. You can't go into a season, I don't think, with a cornerback list that includes what four legit guys and Thompson to what we just discussed is a special teams guy. So Najee Thompson has, it's not like he, he can just go in and be plugged in. So unless they think that Jay Ward is, and I mean, he's, he's still a, what a fourth round pick going into his rookie year, unless they think that Jay Ward in a pinch could play the corner. Yeah. I think that they for sure are going to look to add a veteran corner and a running back of some sort, just if nothing else, for depth. Is it possible that they actually are keeping five receivers? They're going to trade Jalen Rager, so that's one of the spots right there. And here's another theory. Sure. Declan, uh, remind me, before we crack the microphones, uh, was it Aaron Wilson, the NFL reporter, that had the DeAnthony Jones thing? Yes. So Aaron Wilson, who's a longtime NFL reporter, he said, uh, and if I'm wrong here, Declan, let me know, but that the Vikings are a team to watch on DeAnthony Jones. Was he waived or is he still? So he was an undrafted free agent by the Chicago Bears this year. I don't know if he got waived. This is all flying here in the last 20 minutes. But but a credible NFL reporter said, hey, he's an edge rusher, six foot two, 276 pounds out of, out of a University of Houston. And he had like eight pressures in the three preseason games in limited snaps. Mm-hmm. And then um, over at Houston had eight sacks last year before entering the draft. So I don't know. Just, could they? Here's a the theory. If they like someone maybe better immediately at that position than Andre Carter, is it is it a strategic thing to like let the first wave of cuts go and the, let let everything go crazy? And then maybe in a couple of days, you sneak Andre Carter through waivers and put him on your practice squad. Is it easier Absolutely. to do it that way? Yeah, I believe it was, um, if I'm not mistaken, because it, it goes back a while now. But I believe back in the day, Spielman told me that that is a strategy, that they <laughs> that they won't actually let guys go in that first round of cuts. And then by the time that they do let guys go, practice squads are pretty much set. And yeah. so teams that might have picked up an Andre Carter on, on – uh, Wednesday, we'll say, well, we've got the spots filled. Now, the difference with between those days and now is the practice squad is now 16 guys. At that time, I think it was like eight guys. So it's probably a little bit easier if you decided that you really like a player to sneak him in. But, yes, I think that's definitely a strategy. And if Andre Carter uh, is on the opening day roster, I don't see him playing. And I do think that because of how the Vikings are going to play defense, which I would describe it as a frenetic pace. I think that they probably do want to use guys in waves. So it seems interesting to me, unless they saw, unless Brian Flores saw something from Carter that we didn't see um, that a move like that to replace him and then try and sneak him onto the practice squad definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. By the way, did you see what the Patriots did? So they With cut Bailey both Zappi? of both of their they cut both of their backup quarterbacks, Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham. So as yeah. of right now, Mac Jones is the only quarterback on there. What did Bailey Zappi do to get cut? I don't know. And somebody doesn't have Vibes, a punter right now. I, I saw I saw a note too that the somebody G- the cut, Jets somebody cut their punter and now they don't have a punter. The Jet well the Jets cut Thomas Morstead. So did they? Oh, I'm going to click oh. on this. Did the Jets release a 53 without a punter? Some 
somebody I saw Eric Eager tweet about the fact because he absolutely loved it. He's like, this is a great idea. Don't have a punter. Just go for it on fourth down every time. Let's see here. So they, they released their their cut list. I don't know. Did they have like the, if the only way the Jets have a punter is if they had a punter battle the entire time and had two punters on the roster during training camp. So I don't know, but you can probably find a punter in the next couple of weeks, right? If you're one of these teams. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Exactly right. I'm seeing if I can find it. But I actually think that there are, you know, I mean, because if I can predict 50 of the 53, this Vikings roster, at least for now, doesn't have, you know, there's not like a, oh, my God. I mean, Juwan Williams is a surprise cut, but it's not like a shocking cut. And Why do you I, think, what, did you notice... Was he that bad during the practices, the joint practices, the preseason games? To I mean, because they 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 put him. I don't I don't think you put a guy like that in a starting role with the intention of like he's going to be. Our, I think you do it in part because there's a bunch of young guys behind him. So some of it could have just been like seniority. He's going to start camp as the starting outside cornerback. But did he play his way off the roster? Or that's what's weird to me. It didn't seem like he was that bad. I think their goal. And I, I don't think he was terrible. I think their goal was to, because of his size, I think their first thought was he's a second-round pick, uh, flamed out with the Patriots, but he's got the size here to potentially be a good fit for the Flores defense. And the one thing that stood out, and, and we did talk about that he might be cut. I didn't think that he would be. But early in camp, we started to talk about it because he got demoted really quickly. Yeah. And I think there were two things at work. One is let Brian Flores decide if a guy who, by the way, has played in his system coming from the Patriots can pick it up or, or is just going to be a smooth fit. He's got good, good size. I think the answer to that was no, there are reasons why the Patriots allowed him to leave. The other thing to keep in mind too, is I think that there was a little bit probably of trepidation on Makai Blackman, you know, third round pick. I think he came in prepared, but you still don't know for sure. And I think what happened was he impressed. Williams did not. But the most important thing is this speaks to me that they're, that they've decided that Williams, that they can find a better fit schematically. The other thing that's sort of at play here too, is I'll tell you this, Andrew Booth Jr. Who yes, was a second round pick and, because he was a second-round pick, there was no way he was going to be cut. I don't think he fits the system, though. So I, I don't think he fits the Flores. Flores wants to press at the line of scrimmage. Flores wants to play a physical style. And I think Booth is a very sound tackler, i.e. Trey Waynes. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that he is um, great at, at pressing at the line of scrimmage. So I don't know what his role, because he's not being cut. I guess he could be traded possibly. I don't know. But the point is, I don't know what his role in the um, Flores system is. But this, again, screams for the fact that they definitely are going to have to go add a cornerback or two. You cannot be comfortable uh, with the just complete dearth and lack of depth that they have. And at some point in time, I don't think it's going to be shocking if they do get up to six corners.
You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. What does it mean to the the four tight ends are really interesting? You know, I I don't know that they showed exactly the the like in terms of like percentage of uh, times you're going to be using different formations. Coming in last year, it was well known that the Rams' offense that Kevin O'Connell coordinated with Sean McVay had the heaviest usage of eleven personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers, mm-hmm. and the Vikings' running game was not very good last year. They bring in Josh Oliver as this sort of road grading blocking tight end. They wind up keeping four tight ends. To me, this is a sign that they're going to move much more into heavier packages. Yes, football. They're yeah. going to transition, and they're and they want right. they want tight end depth to be able to run twelve personnel or even thirteen personnel. Football. Well, okay. First of all, I love that, and and make no mistake. O'Connell, in my opinion, is going to transition from the McVeigh system. I'm not saying he's going to abandon it, but I think we're going to see a hell of a lot more Shanahan, mm-hmm. which is 12, which is let's go big. Let's be heavy. Let's be physical. You know, the one thing that I really admire about San Francisco and under Shanahan, it seems pretty consistent. Win or lose, they're going to kick your ass. They're going to kick your butt. Yes. And, and I think any football coach – likes that and when you can see the success i mean san francisco you know was down to the last pick of the seventh round in purdy and went to the nfc championship game so and keep in mind back in the washington days o'connell was privy to at least parts of what shanahan is doing now in san francisco so i think all of that plays a huge role the other thing to to keep in mind i don't mean to be the bearer of bad news here okay i don't mean to be the buzzkill 53 roster set, but this is the t- this is what you're not going to hear elsewhere, and that's this. Until we see it, we don't know what the hell TJ Hawkinson's going to do. TJ Hawkinson right now is claiming he's too hurt to play. He can warm and he's, up, and he's claimed he was he has claimed now for four weeks that he's too sick yes. or hurt to practice or play in full. Well, he yeah exactly. He can go out for warmups, but if they don't have and and I think that there is. So the contracts thing, contract things are becoming very intriguing to me. We keep seeing, it's no mistake that we are now seeing multiple national reports that the Vikings want Justin Jefferson done, which, by the way, yeah, who doesn't, right? Yeah. But Hawkinson wants his contract done, and I don't think he is a priority above Jefferson. And so all I'm saying is, the worst case is they kept four, because they're going to have a guy who's not signed on September 10th, and TJ, the openers, September 10th, not the 9th. They're going to have a tight end, a starting tight end, who on September 10th says, guys, my back, it's still a mess. But what leverage does he have to start sitting out? I mean, I guess John, I mean, Jonathan Taylor has forced his way onto the, 
I don't know what list exactly it is, but it's like the physically unable to perform yes. reserve he, list or it, something. So yes. he's out for the first four games. Yes. Now, now, because I think he passed his physical initially, Hawkinson can't be put on that. I'm just saying worst case scenario is they kept Nick Muse because there's some concern about the Hawkinson situation. And by the way, if that's the plan, it's smart. I would yeah. much prefer to be prepared for it than on September 8th to start to go into a blind panic. All I'm saying is in the conspiracy theories, theorist and sports dad, and my God, it's there, is that until Hawkinson starts to take part in everything, there has to be at least the window of opportunity that he's going to screw you. Yeah. So I would say I'm just trying to make a list of like guys who are probably still the most in danger on this roster of being cut. I think Nick Muse is probably on that list because he, yeah, he's a I fourth agree. tight end right now. I agree. Or or Johnny Munt. They could decide. I know he's the third best or the, the greatest third tight end. In the I don't think O'Connell's going to cut his guys, man. Theo I mean, Jackson right. came in at the last second there. Yep. Andre Carter is one of the last guys on the roster and maybe Najee Thompson. Something like that. Yeah, Najee Thompson. So I think he is safe because he was so good on special teams, and that's such a tough job. It's such a bad job. And that dude was flying down the field. I like your Andre Carter theory. I think that's a solid theory, that they're going to try and get him through a second wave. His, His play, it just makes no sense. I know he's being paid well. He didn't do jack. I mean, as good as Ivan Pace was, and I mean that kid was super impressive. I don't think I noticed Carter once in practices. And like Pace, you could well, Phil, you you saw two or three. Pace, you could see like he's doing things, and you could see what he was doing, and it was mm-hmm. impressive. You name me one time that you like spotted Carter and said, "Oh yeah, he's doing stuff too." I never saw anything. So I like your theory there. Yeah. So by the way, cheers, uh, cheers to a roster, boys. Surly's before I die lager here. You can't win the first Super Bowl in franchise history without a 53-man roster to start the season. And uh, this show is going to be powered all season long by our friends at Surly and that Before I Die Lager. And Before I Die is chilling by Declan's pool there. Do you know Mm -hmm. why? Because when cuts are made, Before I Die is like, hey, you know what? I'm the quarterback of this damn thing. I'm the quarterback. Furious and I, we don't have a thing to worry about. So while teammates might be getting calls and being taken off the taps, before I die and Furious, they are always making the roster, and they should make your roster in your refrigerator as you enjoy Vikings games. Yes. Uh, Shout out to our friends over at Nutrisource. So Nutrisource is powering our dogs. It's the official dog food of Maya Mackie, Stella Zolgad, and Vinnie Goff, you guys. Stella's all get right there. She is the training rewards treats. I'm going to tell you right now, an absolute favorite. You talk about first round picks. Well, Pop Pop's got his surlies. Stella has her treats. And I got a feeling the Vinster there. I don't think he's too pleased. I think he wants his treats right damn now. That's right. That's uh, that's what happens when Nick Muse makes the 53 man roster. You just do a little bit of a pose right there and you get yourself. I still think that's Declan in a dog suit. It could be. I just got my hair cut. I mean, the entertainment you center. You're cool. Yeah. You're, you're oh, gals, by the right, way, man. That thing's a mess. By the way, it's officially been replaced. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> gone. Uh, it's well, arriving. It's arriving from 
the location tomorrow, and that will be dissembled. She literally asked, she asked me kind of rhetorically, hey, do we have a sledgehammer? Like, she asked me that just rant. I was like, no, why would we have a sledgehammer? She said, because I've replaced the TV stand, and this thing has to go. Wow, you know what? Bravo to, to Kelsey. Bravo to, to Kelsey. Welcome to marriage. Yeah. She's the Wilps, and you're the ball boy, my man. NutrisourcePetFoods.com, by the way. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. And uh, one more quick shout out to our friends over at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. And if you do, you know, if you're if you're going to the state fair tonight and you see Declan running around posing, say hi to him. Yep. Maybe jump in front of the the camera yep. and uh, and get into his engagement pictures at the state fair. Be great. I want to know how many times you get stopped by Purple Daily listeners while you're trying to have a romantic moment with your future wife. That's probably going to be likely. I, I would, should, we, should I pull my doogie here and set the over under at one and a half? Should one I? One and a half. One and a one half, half. guess. Okay. We'll yeah, see what we'll I'll see. report back on the accountability session on Wednesday if, uh, if that hits the over or the under. Okay. Uh, but uh, speaking of Power Lodge and Miller Marie, maybe, maybe Declan and the soon to be bride can have a romantic toast on a Bennington pontoon on a body of water somewhere in Minnesota. There are four Power Lodge locations in Brainerd, Ramsey, Anemia, and Sauk Rapids. And Miller Marine in Declan's old stomping grounds, St. Cloud. Sounds romantic to me, Judd. I don't know about you. And that looks like a bit of, guess what, throttle therapy, which is the greatest thing. You know, Declan's going to be at the State Fair night. It's going to be packed. It's going to be jammed. It's going to be stressful. You know what's not? The Bennington. You're out there on the water. It's gorgeous. You and the gal. Consider it, you know, consider it for a photo session at some point, Dex as well, that you get out with a gal on good. a Bennington and enjoy that throttle therapy. Yeah, I will. Uh, p- PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com. Hey, honey, uh, this photo shoot is presented by PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com. You just sponsored it. So, all right, any uh, any final thoughts from you guys now that we've seen the initial, but not necessarily week one final 53-man roster? Yeah, one thing, um, one thing I think we should broach, because I see it every time that we talk about the Hawkinson situation, and I think it's worth bringing up, as I see always a couple comments, well, they've got the hammer, he'll franchise him for next season. Okay, have you followed along in the last couple years? When you franchise a guy, they don't run to sign the franchise tag. They They threaten holdouts. They threaten, and, and they almost inevitably, if nothing else, get a one-year contract for more than the tag was worth. So we can think, well, the Vikings got the, the ultimate hammer here, and Hawkinson screwed. I'm going to tell you, that was very much true like five years ago, but now it's not. Um, if they franchise Hawkinson, it's going to go south. It's going to be bad. Yeah. So like this just assumption that the Vikings, that Quasi and O'Connell are going to put their stamp down, put their thumb on TJ Hawkinson and say, you ain't going nowhere. Uh, they don't want that. And so I'm not saying TJ Hawkinson has a ton of power. I'm saying the franchise tag is something that will cause things to become even more toxic. And it sure as hell doesn't appear that they're great right now. Here's one last thought from me here. This is courtesy of our guy, uh, Tyler Fornis from Vikings Wire and the Purple Daily on Draft podcast every Monday on the Purple Daily feeds. So he points out that Darius Rush was just waived by the Colts. Mm. He was a fifth round pick this year who ran a 4.36. He's a cornerback. He's a six foot two, 198 pound cornerback. So fast, big. That's the profile that that works with the Brian Flores defensive system. So, and again, it's, it's pretty rare that 
this year's fifth round picks get waived. The only time I can think the Vikings have done that with uh, the Gophers linebacker like 10 or 12 years ago. And then they did it with that offensive lineman. Nate Triplett Triplett was a fifth round pick. Willie Willie Beavers was was a fourth fourth round pick. pick. He was the highest pick in that draft to be waived out of training camp. Yep. So this is a pretty, this is pretty high. This is the 140th overall selection. He's a, he's a blazing fast cornerback from South Carolina. So that might be a name to watch on the waiver wire, but okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I they're not done yet. And I mean, that goes for lots of teams, but they are definitely not done yet. Yeah. All right, dudes. Good session here. Good session here. Pat myself on the back for my work on that. 53. It's a good job. Judd had only three incorrect. That was 53. We've got some write that down predictions and an accountability session on tomorrow's Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Thanks for hanging with us on this live stream.